You're like that guy from Police Academy. <laughs> uh, I'm like the negative version of that guy from Police Academy, <laughs> like the unbreakable um, universe opposite of him. Welcome to another episode of Geek Chew. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And we will always duplicate audio files from now on before we mess with anything else. Yes. Um, Because apparently they're very easy to corrupt and very easy to delete. And so we're recording this episode. I think we would have learned that lesson by now, and by we, I mean you. Well,. Listen, we're in a new circumstance, and I really can't be held responsible for basically anything. (laughs) Uh, So, still separate, but I think we have a a good system for working out the audio problems that were part of our last podcast. Right. If you, you know, don't lose them. Right. I will lose the audio problems. Um, so today, tonight, it's Tuesday night. It's later than usual because we've already done this once. Uh, we are going to be talking about the new movie, The Final Girls, and also the new book from Image Comics, Paper Girls, from Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. Yay! Yay. So... Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, what do you have for our we- Geek Chew weekly news or weekly things that we're chewing on segment? Weekly Chew. <laughs> Week Chew. Week Chew. <laughs> I don't like we'll that. We'll keep working on it. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep working. We'll keep workshopping that one. <laughs> should try workshopping it before we hit record oh i don't know (laughs) Uh, we'll see yes um what i did was adjust to life with you away so my normal plan um and schedule as far as reading the things that i like to read and keeping up with the media outlets that I like to keep up with um, have it's been a little bit um, strained but I did watch the first two episodes of the new Hulu exclusive show Casual which I'm liking Um, at first it was kind of it's like really dark it's very dark um, comedy uh, which normally I like but this one maybe just was a little bit too much, but then by the second episode, um, it lightened up like enough. And I think you get to know the characters enough more where the, what's the premise? Um, so it's about this woman and her, I believe she's 16 year old daughter and she gets a divorce and they move in with her younger brother, Alex, um, and the daughter's name is Laura. 
the mom's name is Valerie. And so they move into to Alex's house and they all have issues, but they're all very close. And it's just sort of a weird relationship, but it's just this woman coping. But um, like the, the main thing that's driving the story is that, is that Alex runs a dating website. Like he wrote an algorithm for some sort of dating match website and he dates casually. And now like mm. he's getting his sister dates. And you know, interfere with anybody, her like, life. So, is there anybody like in it, like famous, like that I would know, famous or? I don't think so. No, no, I wrote all of the names down of everyone who's in it, thinking that I might write a blog post about it, and then those notes are in a different room right now. Oh. So. Well. Yeah. But new shows are out too. I Zombie is back. Uh. Our hallmark of preparedness. Yeah. And Flash um, is back. Arrow is back, which I have yet to see. Once upon a time, once upon a time is back. I think I mentioned that before, though. But Tegan and I are sort of watching that yeah. together. What I do is watch it with her, struggle with all of her questions, and then just watch it by myself later. Because, <laughs> or I'll watch it first and then. She'll watch it with me, so that way, because I can't watch research, it with her sure and pay attention, <laughs> like it's just not possible. Um, yeah, I Zombie is is good. Um, I just watched the second episode tonight, uh, prior to recording, and uh, I don't know. I, it's it's uh, I think it's found its footing a little bit. Uh, the first season, I mean, we both really liked it, but um, I think it's. Uh, a little bit even better so far and a little funnier and um i like that but i did watch the arrow uh i know that courtney watched it without you but uh that was good you know without really diving in too deep um at the end of the last season the oliver queen the arrow was a uh, kind of forsaking his mantle there uh so this obviously brings him back and uh they lots of stuff leads up to how he comes back to uh starling city but um by the end of the show he's now known as the green arrow which is different uh title of the show hasn't changed but right yes surprising mm -hmm. after the second round of <laughs> discussion but uh, you know the best one was I think the flash. Um, it was good. It was, it was fun to have him back. And I wish I, I do I, wish you know, that Barry Allen wasn't so mopey. Like he's just so mopey. But yeah, I mean, I all in all, that's the only thing it. that I really have to complain about, about the show is that he's just like, yeah, but I think it's just like a hangover from the last season. Cause like, he's got to get, he was pretty mopey a lot uh, last season too. You think so? Maybe I yeah. don't know. Just, um, he he feels sorry for himself a whole bunch. It's kind of like a, I mean, a, a superhero. They're all kind of angsty. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, but give him that. The new season is really cool because you know it's the first uh, like movie or TV show that kind of introduces the 
idea of the multiverse and Earth One and Earth Two and um I don't know, it was uh the second episode I thought was really good. You guys will probably watch it tomorrow maybe. Um but it, it introduces like uh Patty Spivet. Uh you know, from we haven't read too many Flash comics, but we read the new fifty two. So that character got introduced in the show, <laughs> second season, <laughs> second episode. Um, but, you know, it's just cool that they're doing the intro to the multiverse and the Flash, because that's basically, I think, where um, the idea of the multiverse was introduced in comics, for DC anyway. Oh, really? Was back in, like, 61, the Flash of 1961 time frame flash of two worlds and uh they do this cool thing in um in the tv show where they like in a scene kind of recreate the cover to that comic book which is uh oh, that's you know, fun barry allen and jay garrick flashes kind of coming at this uh woman in distress and they're kind of converging on her from two opposite sides of this brick wall but it was cool that sounds really cool. Uh, speaking of multiverse things, I finished today the new Secret Wars issue uh, that came out this past week. So right. Interesting. And so there's, which you mentioned, um, I hadn't gotten all the way through it. You asked if I reached the part with Spider-Man or both of the Spider-Men. Right. Man's. Men. Nope. Can't read the first <laughs> <laughs> It seems like because Spider-Man is his name that you can't make it plural by making it men, but I guess you can. Yeah. I mean... Like, if someone's last name was we don't have Mouse, to really get into that, you but... wouldn't be like the Mice family. Right. Okay. I'm just so... saying. The point is, <laughs> that was a funny part of the book, and... Yes, I liked it. Yeah. Quite funny, as I indicated in our previous conversation. Right. <laughs> is is um, this going to be a thing where we refer to how we've already talked about this once before? I mean, I don't see how it can't be. But, <laughs> uh, I watched a bunch of trailers. I don't remember which trailers you watched. Oh, now I do. Oh, yeah. And I told you to watch them. You didn't. And I still and haven't. You still haven't. So, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Right. The teaser trailer for that. Um, that looks fun. You know, we, you've read the book, and you also read Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I read that book by Seth, and they're both by the same guy, Seth Graham. Right? I believe That's what we so. agreed on last time. Mm-hmm. Uh and the movie Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was uh, just okay. Probably better if you hadn't read the book, but uh, the, this one looks good. The, the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um, yeah, it's, it's... It was a really good story to read. I mean, um, there's a lot of Jane Austen like fan fiction out there, and... Uh, this doesn't feel very like fan fictiony so much as just um, 
taking the story and adding zombies, basically. Right. <laughs> so it's really fun. Um, it, does, it looks like a fun movie, too. So Yeah. Uh, the Victorian-era Sherlock episode that's going to come out. It's like the Christmas special, I guess, this year. Um, with, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, the BBC show. Uh, and that looks super fun. You know, they uh, put out a teaser trailer before, but now there's like a two-minute trailer out there that uh, kind of reintroduces the characters, but in like a, in their Victorian era um, style. They they seem like basically the same, but, you know, a, li- a little tweaked in their uh, uh, personalities and stuff maybe, but it looks good. Also, this is new from yesterday to today. <laughs> I watched the, um, there's just like a 30 second trailer from the New York City Comic Con for the Daredevil season two. Oh, really? And has a little, I mean, it's really short, like 30 seconds. I don't know what that face was for, but uh, Daredevil season one was amazing. Yeah, it so was season good. season two is going to be good too. I just... But it's got, I mean, it's got the Punisher, it's got Electra. Oh, okay. Um, and looks cool. Uh, speaking of New York City Comic Con, I thought there was going to be like some more exciting news mm-hmm. coming out of there. Um, and maybe there was, and I just missed it, or whatever. I, I basically just have a bunch of Batman things written down. Um, you know, there was... Uh, a bunch of Dark Knight 3 stuff. You know, the new uh, creative team was there with... Well, not new. I mean, it's Frank Miller um, writing with... This time, I'm sure it's right, Brian Azzarello. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited about the art because I, I like Andy Kubert, Kubert's art. He's done... I think he works uh, works or worked on the Batman and Robin series. Um but I do like his stuff. And uh, same inker from the original Dark Knight Returns. Um, I should have written down his name, but I don't have it. So uh, other than that, um, Jim Lee said that Frank Miller has a new, or not new, uh, a really cool ending to the All-Star Batman and Robin series that they kind of left um, unfinished back in 2008 and they were talking about maybe finishing that which would be cool as well as the Batman Europa storyline that Jim Lee's going to do the first issue of like a four issue miniseries and boy one more Batman thing because last <laughs> week the, <laughs> the uh, Batman and Robin Eternal series started um, and I you know, I completely avoided the Batman Eternal series from last year because it was a weekly series, 52 issues, kind of uh, a solid commitment required there. Uh, but I really do like, and there aren't a ton of them out there, I like some of the Batman and Robin stories that uh, are coming out now, even though in the Batman universe right now, Batman's not Batman, and Robin has his own series, 
whatever. <laughs> uh, I picked it up last week. I read it. I thought it was really cool. So I'm kind of hooked. I'll get the second one tomorrow. New comic book day. Well, and we'll see see where it goes from there. Did but. I tell you that I picked that I'm finally? It's been two years, but finally reading Black Mirror. No. Nope. Yep, I'm almost you done with not. it. So. Yeah. I'm getting back into some Batman stories that I just haven't been reading since zero year. Basically. Yeah, I was flipping through there. Um, right. As previously discussed, we are not fans of Zero Year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I was flipping back through that Black Mirror stuff, and uh, never mind. I think we already talked about this, actually, but I really like the Francovia stuff mm-hmm. that's in there. But I also like Jock. Right, exactly. His stuff uh, is, is cool. And uh, Greg Capullo said he's going to be taking a short break from the Batman series to work on something else. Uh, and they don't have like a replacement artist lined up yet, or they haven't announced it. But you know, Sean Murphy put a tweet out there that said something like, uh, "What's this I hear about somebody looking for a Batman artist?" Right. <laughs> Which would be awesome. It would be like your favorite thing ever. Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> I know. Um, the, the only other thing I had written down, uh, and this was new, I just thought it was um, interesting how much money that Warner Brothers uh, might lose on this Pan movie that came out last weekend. Oh, no. Yeah, it is not doing well. It's not well received. Oh, that's but too bad. But they might lose like $150 million on it or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Yeah, not good. That's terrible. It didn't look that bad. I know. <laughs> I, I kind of just forgot about it, though. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Did you have anything else before we move on to our no? Do you want to start main with event? Uh, Paper Girls or f- the Final Girls? Uh, whatever you want. Well, let's. We started with Final Girls last time. We can switch it up. You want to switch it up? Oh, man, that's it's daunting, but I think we can pull it off. <laughs> okay. So Paper Girls is written by Brian K. Vaughn, as we mentioned before, who um, we seem to like a lot of his work. Right. And- I didn't really realize that uh, on selecting this title to talk about that we had just talked about Brian K. Vaughn uh, last week Maybe with we the private eye. But that's the an older work. Geek Chew Brian K. Vaughn fan fest. Oof. Uh, might be a little too specific. <laughs> so and then also And also we've put so much effort into branding our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um and then the art is by Cliff Chang who is among my favorites and I have met him and thoroughly embarrassed myself and did not come up with anything coherent or intelligent or articulate, which is not actually a surprise. Uh, I wasn't surprised, if that makes you feel any better. 
Um, but anyway, we did get an awesome Wonder Woman print yes, from him at Heroes Con, which we still don't have framed. As a matter of fact, my Wonder Woman tattoo is based on one of his covers from the New Fifty Two. But anyway, um, so do you want me to do the the summary synopsis quick roundup sure. of story? Okay, so it's about this girl, Erin. Did we write these down again? Aaron, Mac. If you're if you're asking me, I, I don't have the answers because I did not go back and write these down. Okay, it's really so not important. A, Four girls. So and then um, who are uh, brought together by the fact that they all share a paper route in the, or route in the same neighborhood and um, they get mixed up in this they stumble upon a weird sh- spaceshipy type well wow, you are all it's over bad. the place with this. it's real bad <laughs> why don't you do it <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you are correct. There are four <laughs> girls. They're all like 13 years old or so, I guess. Uh, and they kind of um, team up on All Saints Day because they have to get up early in the morning to deliver papers. The Cleveland Observer It's set in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and they have to get up early and deliver papers. But it's the day after Suburb Halloween. So all kinds of weirdos uh, still possibly out. And so... They just kind of, uh, this one day a year, team up and and take care of their routes and uh, try to avoid trouble uh, unsuccessfully, as it turns out. Um, but, I don't know, I mean, the book starts off with this uh, really cool dream sequence for the, the, I guess she's the main girl, she's at least the introduction character, um, the Aaron uh person that you talked about and uh, i mean the dream sequence really caught me off guard as like the first you know couple pages it was like wow this is a lot different than i thought it was gonna be because they didn't like reveal um anything about the plot basically uh leading up to to the release they tried to keep it under pretty tight wraps and but of course it is just a dream sequence uh and I don't know. Um, when she wakes up and starts getting ready for her paper route, we're kind of uh, introduced to this this world slowly as she kind of makes her way through that uh, routine. And it's like a, I don't know, it's like a really authentically 80s um, world. I, I mean, yes. from little details like the Monster Squad poster that was on the wall in the bedroom. Which I have no uh, idea what movie. that is. Right. Uh, and <laughs> let's face it, you should. <laughs> uh, it was That was one of those movies that I watched uh, repeatedly as a kid. But, uh, and, you know, maybe we should... Give it a shot. I know it's old. It's probably not all that great, but I think our kids would probably enjoy it. Do you remember what happened when we tried to watch the Flash TV show 
that you used to watch as a kid? I'm just saying, yes, is this going to be not everything the same? is the Flash TV show from 1990. Okay. I mean, some things age a little better than others. That's true. I'm not saying this is going to be a classic uh, that we can enjoy every Halloween with our kids. I'm just saying. But they also have, like, the Far Side one-a-day calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the decor, the clothes, the language. Hairstyles. Hair. Mm-hmm. the walkie talkies it was <laughs> it was all it was really it was really well done it kind of felt like uh watching et or something i don't know yeah 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 it's a good uh see that's a that's a new one yeah. not from the last not from the last <laughs> podcast because <laughs> i just An thought of that one thought? today hmm. yeah um i like the sort of girl power theme in the book that they're like tough girls who you know have had to fight to be able to do this job in a typically male dominated profession of paper delivery (laughs) (laughs) um so that's kind of cool and i don't know uh the art is really, really neat right now. I mean, it's all taking place. The sun hasn't come up yet, so it's all there's a lot of blues and purples and um, yeah and stuff because it's nighttime. But um, the color works really well and gives you this sort of creepy feel when you need it. And it's pretty. Um, it's just a pretty awesome book in general. I like the little surprise at the end because we've. Yeah, well, gotta figure. I mean, yeah. the whole first half of the the book, and the book is like forty pages long. It's a it's a thick first issue, and uh, only two ninety nine. So it was, uh, you know, pretty good deal. Um, but the whole first half of the book is, you know, kind of introducing the main characters and and their world, and you know what they're what they've got going on. And then, you know, halfway through the the book really shifts gears and the story kind of takes a hard uh, turn into some different territory. Right. It's kind of a uh, War of the Worlds parallel sort of, you know. Yeah. Science they, fiction. Uh, one of their walkie-talkies gets stolen. They're trying to track it down. They find these... Um, weird people who uh, have this strange language. You don't really know what's going on with these guys. And they have this weird, like, organic kind of space satellite thing in their basement basement of this unfinished house. And the girls get exposed to some kind of thing. I don't don't know. know. (laughs) I don't want to give too much away, Um, you know, as far as that stuff goes. But, um... It's it's just an interesting science fiction adventure, definitely in the vein of E.T., so that was a really good analogy. Yeah, I think that um I think that science fiction bent is kind of what they're trying to keep um you know, hidden and kind of as a surprise. Right. Cuz I mean, you call some paper girls and you put you know, they had the um a few pages of it in the previews guide, just kind of 
mm-hmm. of of the first half of the book where they're uh you know dealing with some bullies or yeah it's actually um in whatever i just read maybe plutona has the first couple pages the second issue of plutona has the has you know a few pages of paper girls in it as well from the first yeah. part and you don't, don't get too much of it. I have not read the second issue of Plutona. I have. I just finished it today. <laughs> Lucky duck. <laughs> You're going to have to wait a little while. So, uh, it was very good. Yes. And uh, we recommend it. So do you I know, to... is this going to be ongoing or does it have a, a sort of end in sight? I think it's an I think it's new ongoing. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, How many adventures can I don't know? He's so he's got so many things like um, going on that uh, you know hard to tell. I guess without maybe a little bit more research than we currently put in. (laughs) Uh, how long something's going to run. Well, if this could be our day job, then we'd have time to be completely prepared. But, you know, seeing as how... It is most assuredly not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, you know, move on to the final girls then. Yes. Um. I don't think I'm going to attempt the the summary (laughs) on this. The summary. I mean, did you want me to? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you did it the last time. Came out okay? Uh, all right. So I didn't say all that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Let me just go ahead here. Um, the Final Girls is a movie within a movie. It's very meta. It's about a girl whose um, mother dies. And then we jump to three years later. Her name is Max, the girl. And it's the anniversary of her mother's death. And circumstances arise where she is coerced into going to this showing. Coerced is a strong word. (laughs) Uh, Okay. She's convinced or. Yeah. But, well, she's bargained with mm. i guess would be anyway she goes to <laughs> this um sort of homage viewing of camp bloodbath which is the movie that her mother was in and could never really escape like that um typecasting for that movie and um it sort of was the death and beginning of her career i guess but um ultimately things happen where they where max and her friends get sucked into the movie itself and have to find a way out or survive to the end basically yeah so um the movie was directed, maybe written also, but uh, directed by Todd Strauss-Schulson. Um, it's from Groundswell Productions. I guess it was going to be like from 
uh, New Line was trying to get it off the ground and couldn't, and then Sony Pictures came in and got the worldwide distribution rights. But uh, Malin, Malin, Malin Ackerman is uh, is the mom, uh, and Tessa Farmiga is Max. Uh, I know her from basically only American Horror Story. Uh, American Horror Story, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I liked the rest of the cast. It was it was really good. I liked uh, Thomas Middleditch from, uh, you know, I, I watched Silicon Valley, and he's really funny in that. And uh, I don't have the IMDb page turned up any or uh, pulled up anymore. But the um, the best friend is the actress from Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nina Dobrev from Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's more, but you know, it was it was a good cast, I thought. And uh, the movie is just like this 88 minute uh, comedy slash horror that plays with the tropes of the horror genre in a in a you know I think pretty new and slasher funny way. horror genre not. Yeah, I mean, this horror encompasses a lot of things, but yeah. Yeah. Um, One of the things about the movie that concerned us until we remembered that we live in 2015... um, Limited theater release. Limited release. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We had planned on going to see it separately and then talking about it, and then it didn't come to any theaters near us. And we were distressed, but then we checked iTunes and it was already there. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. So yeah, that Um, was, um, pretty awesome. So. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, uh, once they get sucked into the movie, uh, the rules, uh, of the world are, uh, pretty, uh, flexible, I think. Right. Because... You know, they're sucked into this movie that already has this plot line, and uh, they think they have to follow that plot line at first, but then it kind of turns out that... um, Right, just the fact that they're there changes how the movie runs. The world kind of bends around them, still kind of uh, inexorably pushing towards the same kind of conclusion. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know... I don't know. There's, um, I don't know. What were some of the the tropes that they played with that you you thought were maybe exceptionally funny? Um. Wow. Now I'm on the spot. Yeah, I like that. Um, every time the killer shows up, oh, you, can you hear, hear the, the music. Um, that was funny. Do you like my sound I mean, effects? And he shows I'm really up. good at them. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you should you should uh, one day break out of your Transformer nose. No. <laughs> or a lightsaber. It's all really good. You're super. No. You're like that guy from Police Academy. <laughs> uh, I'm like the negative version of that guy from Police Academy. <laughs> like the unbreakable um, universe opposite of him. <laughs> 
so like, and then anytime, basically the killer comes out anytime somebody's getting naked or about to have sex. Yes. And, uh, which leads to a really funny, uh, scene where they're trying to bait him into a trap. And, uh, one of the characters has taken, uh, like a bunch of Adderall and she's just supposed to be doing the strip tease. And it was, um, pretty funny. Yes. Very funny. I like how she ends up, uh, not making it. I don't think we're, it's too much to say that, you know, right. um, we'll just say, I mean, some of the deaths are, uh, really, I mean, they're, yeah, I they're, they're gruesome, but in like hilarious. a funny way. Yeah. I, yeah. They're not gory. <laughs> right. Not hard to watch at all. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, basically you get from the title that, you know, it's, um, the, one of the basic tropes that it's playing with is there's always like this final girl that's left and she has to kill the bad guy. Um, but one of the, you know, conflicts you have with that is the daughter has got gotten pulled into this movie starring her now deceased mother, you know, deceased in the right, real it's world. It's very emotional. And, yeah. And I mean, I think, I think they did a, a pretty good job with, um, with that, but you know, her goal is to kind of get out of the movie, but with, with her mother, you know, right. Um, to save her. And really it's all about, you know, her grief process and, um, you know, how she hasn't been able to let go of her mom and all that stuff. But, um, I don't know. It was, it was a fun yeah, movie. Courtney I, I really liked it. A lot. it. I mean, and you I watched, watched it with, with, Courtney. with Courtney and he liked it. He yeah. thought it was very funny. Um, I thought it was totally watchable with him. Like there were no moments where I was like, Hey, this is uncomfortable. Or right. you know, worried that yeah. he was going PG-13. to be like, scared. Yeah, so he's. It was good. It was good. I liked it. I could w- probably watch it again and again, but I probably won't. I'm not. Right. I don't do that too much. But you know, I mean, if it was on, that it would be one of those that I just stopped on to to keep watching. Yeah, I mean, if I had known Courtney was going to like it so much, I would have just bought it. But um, we ended up renting it, and also. Um, He's really not a repeat movie watcher. He's a repeat movie watcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, I mean, in our in household, yeah. Right. So. Um, so I don't know. Did you have well, anything else Jacob, on the he final girl? Watches girls? Big Hero Six every day. A lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anything else? No, I don't think so. I think we're good. Yeah. So. That'll uh, wrap up this episode of Geek Chew. And, um, you know, as, as always, you know, you can subscribe and download the episode on iTunes and, uh, and Stitcher. I'm not sure if we have to keep saying Stitcher, though, because, like, um, I just got that uh, temporary replacement phone that's not an iPhone that I'm not super happy about. <laughs> uh, but, right. like... Uh, you can get our 
You can get our podcast on other uh, podcast apps also. Really? Um, yeah, like I didn't download Stitcher. I downloaded something else. It's on there? Um, yeah. From where? So That's interesting. I mean, it just pulls... Yeah, I mean, I don't know... You know, I'm not exactly a technology expert. Uh, <laughs> I barely know what an RSS feed is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, I know that in iTunes you can subscribe and leave a rating and review, and we really appreciate it uh, when people do that. Or email us. And... We have email, geekchew at gmail.com. Or tweet us. Okay, this is not the pattern we're going to fall into <laughs> where you say. Because we're on the, Twitter. Uh, the platform, and then I say, you know, uh, yes, at geekchew. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. All um, geekchew. I feel like there was... Oh, we also have a website, geekchew.com. Right. Where you can download... The episodes you can contact us on the website as well and uh all that good stuff mm-hmm. so it was good it was a good week of uh comic books and movies and uh we'll be back next week so until then it was fun it was smart we liked it <laughs>